grace to you and peace on this wonderful Advent uh, from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit who is with us as our comforter. Amen. All right. You excited about Christmas? Yes. Yep. Well, uh, this uh, Advent season, I'd like to look with you at Jesus's genealogy, which is his family tree, his family history, his ancestors, which are recorded in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3. Now, you might say three weeks looking at a genealogy, boring, right? Because it's like, usually when we get to the genealogies of the Bible, what do we do? Skip and go on to the next one. It's just a list of names. What could there be in just a list of names? But actually, I believe God has a lot to tell us uh, through the list of names that are Jesus' uh, you know, ancestors going all the way back. In fact, Luke traces Jesus all the way back to Adam. Matthew chases him all the way in a Jewish sense, therefore, back to Abraham. And uh, we'll look mostly at Matthew's one today and maybe the others in the next weeks. But God has a lot to say to us through Jesus' genealogy. Do you believe that? Do you think that's true? I mean, the Holy Spirit put it into Scripture, didn't he? And does the Holy Spirit put things into Scripture that, yeah, it's just kind of additional, trivial, extra information? No, the Holy Spirit is very intentional in putting Jesus' genealogy into the Bible. In fact, in the Old Testament, God is very careful to record genealogies, isn't he? And especially because the promise of the Savior was to be, he was to be born of a woman. Remember we said last weekend? Born, uh, um, he's a man and he's to be pierced by the serpent and he's going to crush the head of the serpent. So God is preserving and teaching us throughout history the coming of the Savior, born of a woman. But let's take a look at Jesus' ancestry and Today, I'd like to look at it from this angle. Does this actually, does Jesus' family tree actually answer for us this question? Can God actually love me, a sinner? You ever wonder about that? You know, hopefully you don't, but I think we all do. Because we all know that we have sin, right? And you're going through your life as a Christian and you think, you know, I should be more righteous than this by now. I've known the Lord for many years and I still have these bad thoughts. I still have these bad words. I still have this weakness. I still wonder, God, sometimes... In our trouble, you really love me. Well, I think Jesus' genealogy answers for us that question very well, that God actually does love us as sinners. Because we're going to take a look at his genealogy. Now, do you guys know your genealogies? You know where you come from? I'm looking at some people here, but you guys all go back to Noah, don't you? You all go back to Adam. Probably can't, don't know your genealogy that far, do you? What are your genealogies like? Are you all kings and queens back a little ways? You know, all right, I, I think we have a tendency to look at our genealogies and want to make them spit and polished and we're all kings and queens, heroes and warriors, right? I think back on my genealogy, from what I know of it, on my dad's side, the Lesseurs, uh, go back, they were French Huguenots, Protestants, uh, fleeing Catholic persecution, and they came off the, off the coast of France, off to an English Channel Island, uh, many miles out into the sea, called Jersey. And they lived there, and there's a lot of Lesseurs there, and then they came over to French Can Canadian, Canada, had a famous hockey player uh, up there. We had a uh, lumberjack, we had a riverboat gambler, actually. So you have all that on my dad's side. On my mom's side, great-grandpa Wheeler, my mom's, grandma, my mom's mother's father, going down that side, he traced us all the way back to, uh, well, to 1630. We landed 10 years after the pilgrims, right? It looks good, doesn't it? In situate. And then we had a spy in the American Revolution. And my Uncle Jim always likes to relate the story that the spy lent a saddle to somebody in the American 
group, or someone lent a saddle to an American spy, I think, too. And, uh, and if you could only find the receipt to that, judging the price of saddles today and, and the price of, uh, of inflation over time, he figured he could get $2 million from the U.S. government, <laughs> right? And then uh, my great-grandpa Wheeler, he uh, supposedly left um, the Carolinas for Texas, rode by himself at about 18 years old, uh, rode his horse to Texas because he apparently didn't like the way the slaves were treated, something along those lines, and then he came up to Kansas. On my mom's dad's side, we have those who went west on the frontier in a covered wagon, and one of them had bright red hair and was scalped by the Indians because uh, they loved her red hair, and she apparently never grew back, and she wore a stocking over her head the rest of her life. Then my Uncle Jim says, he's read the Grandpa Wheeler's histories, and we, uh, we go all the way back to Bruce, King of Scots, you know, the king, who one day when he was fleeing from his enemies, uh, went and hid in a cave, and there was a spider at the entrance of the cave, which was loyal to the king, and spun a web over the entrance. And the enemies came along moments later. They said, perhaps he went into that cave. No, the spider web would have been broken, so they went and looked elsewhere. And so the spider saved the king's life. You know, we want to make our genealogies look just, oh, so good, don't we? Don't you all want to be from kings and queens and heroes and stuff like that? Well, my Uncle Jim also related to me that when he looked at how Grandpa Weirle traced us back in history, he said, kind of as he's looking at it, Grandpa Weirle would go back until he hit a bad apple. And then he'd take a, kind of take a left-hand turn, you know, and keep going and finding his way until we're all just looking wonderful. But really, if you think about it, our ancestry are never, not really so pretty, right? How many of you know your ancestries? You go back to your great-grandparents, maybe you know that much? Do you know further, Vivian? We don't know a whole lot, but guess what? Probably wasn't that pretty. Let's take a look at Jesus' genealogy, though, because Jesus' genealogy had some righteous people in it, full of faith, but also they were all sinners. Do you know that? If we look at this, you know, all of them were sinners. Let's take a look at Jesus' genealogy just briefly here. Matthew chapter 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. That's where we start. What kind of a guy was Abraham? A righteous guy, right? He believed in God. He believed his word. Yep, there we go. <laughs> Always happens, right? <laughs> Let you get that. <laughs> How about Abraham, guys? Was, was Abraham without sin? You remember that time when he lied about his wife because he was afraid that she would get... Uh, you know, that he would get killed for his wife. So he says, she's my sister, and he doesn't tell everybody he's his wife. She's his wife. And so, and Abraham also slept with Hagar, who was his uh, maid, uh, his wife's maid. Of course, that was the custom in those days, and it was all right in their eyes in those days. But you know what? From God's eyes, from the beginning, God made the two to become one, not three to become one, right? Abraham had sin. Isaac. Abraham was the father of Isaac. And how about Isaac? Isaac did the same thing as his dad. He lied about his wife, Rebecca, hoping he wouldn't get killed, right? And uh, J uh, Isaac was the father of Jacob. Now, Jacob, what do we know about him? How did he get the blessings from his father, Isaac? He came and he lied to his dad, to his face. He put on a hairy mantle, remember, to look like Esau. And he lies to his dad's face to get the blessing. Now, of course, God was working his will through all that, but... That's a lie. That's a sin. Um, and then uh, Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers, the 12 sons of Israel, right? 
So the, Jesus came from Judah. What was Judah like? What kind of a guy was he? Well, we read that Judah uh, was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Do you remember that story? Remember, uh, uh, Judah had a, a son who married Tamar. He died without children. The other one uh, took her, but he didn't want to have children by her, so uh, he was killed too. And then Tamar had, was supposed to get the other son. Judah didn't give him to Tamar, and what happened? Tamar says, I'm going to dress up as a harlot, as a prostitute, and I'll wait by the wayside over here. La, 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 la. And Judah comes walking, walking along one day, like, oh, a prostitute. Come, I'll go into you. Give me some, you know, money. And she says, well, and he, he, he leaves his signet ring and, and staff, etc. And it ends up he goes into his daughter-in-law, who's dressed as a prostitute. This is Jesus' genealogy. You know, sordid, sinners, uh, people selling themselves for sex, that kind of stuff. This is pretty bad. And uh, although he had a faith as well. And Perez, the father of Hezron, I don't know these, and father of Ram, the father of Minadab, the father of Nashon, Nashon, the father of Salmon. Now, I don't know all those people, but some of them died in the wilderness on the way to the promised land. Remember, everybody over 20 years old in the wilderness was to die because they refused and disobeyed in the wilderness. And Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. What do you know about Rahab? You talk with me. If this is the same Rahab we read in Jericho, she was also a woman of the street who sold her body and was in with many men for money. And she worshiped false gods until, uh, you know, she did, gave friendly welcome to the spies and she was justified by faith because she believed in the God of Israel. But she was a sinner. This is Jesus' genealogy. We got a lot of pretty incest. We've got uh, lies. We've got uh, prostitutes there. Justified by faith, but even so. And Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth. So Boaz, uh, Salmon became the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth. Who is Ruth? Of course, Naomi, my daughter, right? That's the story of Naomi. And you got Ruth was a Moabitess. She wasn't of Israel. So we got a Gentile here in Jesus' genealogy. And Moab, where did you get Moab? Moab comes from the people from Lot's incestuous relationship with his daughter after Sodom and Gomorrah. They're out in the hills. And the daughters probably think there are no other men on earth, so they're like, let's go into our father. Let's get him drunk. And, what, and the result of that was the people of Moab and I think Edom. So there you have that in his, his ancestry. Of course, a faithful person, Ruth was. Very faithful. And we honor her for that, but that was her ancestry. And Obed, the father of Jesse, and Jesse, the father of David, the king. And David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah. That didn't even sound right, does it? He's the father of somebody by somebody else's wife. Uriah. Me Remember? Of course, the famous story of the adultery with Bathsheba. And, uh, and then he had Uriah killed. This is Jesus' ancestry. And, and Solomon, they had Solomon. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam who actually in his days, the kingdoms were split north and south. And, uh, and he introduced all kinds of wicked practices into Israel. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. And it says that he followed in his father's footsteps after evil. And Abijah was the father of Asa. Now Asa was 
wholly devoted to the Lord, except he had some problems later in life. He made a pact with the king of, of, of Syria, I think it was, and God was upset that he didn't rely wholly on, on Israel, on the God of Israel, and he had a disease in his feet. And it says in the scriptures that even in those days of the disease of his feet, he did not seek the Lord. Oh well, he was doing so well, right? And then uh, we'll just do a few more. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat, one of the most unbelievably great kings there were, there was in, his, in Judah. He was uh, faithful in so many things, but then he made alliances with the king Ahab. You've heard of Ahab, Moby Dick, right? One of the most evil kings of all Israel. He was the worst of any until that time. And Jehoshaphat made a league with him, and Jeho Jehoshaphat was in an alliance. And God's rebuke to Jehoshaphat was, why do you love those who hate me and hate those who love me? And so Jehoshaphat, even for all his greatness, had problems. Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram. Uh, and Joram, the father of Uzziah, Uzziah, remember, was so proud of a king that he actually entered into the temple of the Lord and began burning incense, which is not lawful for anybody but the priests to do. And when he did it, the priests say, don't do that, Uzziah, don't do that. He says, ha, 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 I'll do it. And what happens? Leprous. His forehead becomes leprous, and he was a leper to the day of his death. Um, and then uh, Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, those are evil guys. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. We won't do ten more, okay? But Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, who was a super, super righteous king. And yet it says when he was prospered, his heart became proud. Ugh, so he fell too. And Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh, one of the worst and most wicked kings. You know what he did? He surpassed all the others. He was into sorcery, witchcraft, occult, mediums, false gods, false idols. He forsook the Lord and he even burned his own children in fire to Molech, to false gods. And yet he repented in the end and God forgave him by faith, unbelievably. And then you have the rest of them all the way down here to the deportation to Babylon. And then all the way down, Jeconiah, Shealtiel, Zerubbabel, Ahihob, Eliakim, etc. Eliezer, the father of Mathan, Mathan, the father of Jacob, Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So what do you think about Jesus' genealogy? Are they all heroes? Perfectly righteous guys? Wonderful, uh, you'd like to put them up on the wall? They were sinners, amen? Just, are you with me? His family tree, his ancestry, there were righteous people in there, there were wicked people in there, there were prostitutes in there, there was incest in there, and yet God, in perfect holiness, decided to come down and so come and mix with you that he was born of this family line, to be amongst sinful people, to be born of sinners, but actually, being born by the Holy Spirit, he was without sin, right? In the Virgin Mary, he came forth without sin, without even the stain of original sin. He was born perfect, the Son of God. And yet he came from a long line of the most sordid details. How about your ancestries? Do you think they're full of sordid details? How about you guys? Do you think if I were to look back on your early sins of your life, perhaps, and the things that you did, that I could find some pretty sordid details? Did God come down to be part of the human family, even in the midst of all of our sins? Yes, he did. The Pharisees said, if you're the son of God, if you're the Christ, that is, 
Why are you eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? What was Jesus' answer? Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Isn't that a beautiful word? Jesus' genealogy teaches us that God can love sinners, and God came to redeem sinners, and you can have confidence that God loves you, even though you're a sinner, because he came to die for you, and you believing on him are justified by faith, like all those who have ever believed. Let's look at that word, actually. Just let this sink into your hearts, okay? Maybe, no, I won't ask you to close your eyes. That's very dangerous in a sermon, but I'll say this. 1 Timothy 1, verse 15. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Do you have hope in your own life for God's love for you? Listen to that again. The saying is sure, pistis that is, in the Greek, certain, full of certainty, like a rock. It's sure and worthy of full acceptance, not partial, full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world, as it says in the Greek, sinners to save. Sozo, the word to save means to rescue you, to redeem you, to prevent you from being harmed, to, from going to destruction, to save you. To save whom? To save sinners. And I know in my life sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, oh God, how could you love me? But then I look at Jesus' genealogy. I look at all the world. And the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, but they're justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as an expiation, an atoning sacrifice by his blood to be received by faith. Do you believe that? So when we go out of here today, let's go out of here rejoicing that we have a God who loves us and has loved sinners and has come to redeem us in Christ. And look at this. If you picture Jesus' family tree, you know the tree? All these different people coming down to Jesus. They are all sinners coming down to Jesus. Everybody, though, who comes from Jesus, his descendants who believe in him, are all righteous. See that? Everybody coming down to Jesus were sinners. Everybody coming out from Jesus are righteous. We're justified freely by faith in him. And now what was once sin up here coming down to Jesus, pouring forth onto all his offspring, all those who believe in him, who are sons of God, there is the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, springing up inside of you because you're his children. You're his descendants. You're part of God's family tree. Okay? So God came into our human life, into our human family tree, in order that he might lift us up to be part of his family tree, namely the tree of life in heaven, in paradise forever. And this is the grace of God to you, that he has loved you. Cast aside your sins. Said, I will not regard our counties against you. I will count to you Christ's righteousness. You believing on my son, Jesus Christ, you are my children. I justify you freely as a gift without payment, though I paid for it by grace. And so rejoice in that this Christmas season. Jesus' genealogy teaches us that God loves sinners. Came to be amongst us and to lift us up to be with him. And we can have great confidence in him because of it. Amen. In Jesus' name.